Ball spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Monday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. It is going to be a busy show, football jam-packed. From the NFL to the college game to the high school from Friday night and looking ahead to next Friday. Uh, See what Jared was up to this weekend and also uh, remembering uh, back, what now, 22 years ago, uh, about right now when this country changed dramatically on this morning. So, busy day, a lot to get to. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us your thoughts on what you saw over the weekend or what you remember about this day all those uh, 22 years ago. 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, stay in touch with the show a couple of ways. Log on to kadsam.com or you can download the app. The app's got it all. It's got radio. It has got the Penny News. It's got Big Elk and Paragon TV. And, of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast. If you miss the show entirely, you can check us out there uh, wherever you find other podcasts to listen to. How are you today, Jared? I'm good. How are you doing? How was your weekend? Bit, Probably a long yeah. one out at the old fields. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did the math. It was like 22-some hours at the field, uh, both Saturday and Sunday. But it was fun. It was fun. Hot weekend, but kind of cooled off yesterday a little bit as the day went on. Got some cloud covered a little bit. Oh, it was a good weekend. How was yours? How was Saturday? Saturday played golf. Yeah. Didn't play very well. Oh well, sorry to bring. We it had up. a lot of fun. <laughs> no, we had we uh, we we didn't win the golf. We might have won the beer drinking if there was a competition. I don't. That, well, you're always a winner there. I mean, you know, who there's no loser really. After there. about four holes, I was playing so bad. I told Brad, I said, "Well, you know what? If you can't be good at golf, I guess we can be good at beer drinking." And Perfect. we we made a hand. No, we had a good time. Good. Just uh, it wasn't the, it wasn't the best golfing. The commish of our uh, fantasy league, or the one that you dropped out of and got ridiculed a couple weeks ago about. He was on the winning team. Thanks for that. I hope. He, oh, he was on the winning team. He was on the winning team. Well, good for him. You know. Yeah, he was on the losing. I mean, usually commissioners get special treatment. So <clears throat> he was on the losing team last night of his his fantasy team. So was I. I hate fantasy football. Who has Dallas's defense? Drew that, does, and he still lost. Oh, by miles! Wow, wow, miles! I don't know that what the scoring format is. And yours, uh, buddy of mine said he has uh, O O Trey. Uh, said, oh man, I got Dallas's D. They got me forty points alone. Let's see. Yeah, 35 here. I can see it. 35? 35 points. Unreal. Uh, Tyreek Hill was the guy you wanted yesterday. Yeah. 44. Wyatt learned a hard lesson. He's playing fantasy football with a couple of his buddies from school. Oh, that's fun. He learned a hard lesson about you don't always make the right choices on who to play. He had Brandon Ayuk on his bench who scored 33 in our league. A couple of touchdown catches for the – 49ers and that demolition of the Steelers you know for but honestly 
it seemed to me like yesterday scoring was down. We'll get to the NFL here in just a little bit. Uh, but that's uh, – I watched some baseball. You know what? I watched some fun baseball. Oh, you week. did? Yeah, yesterday. <clears throat> it was good stuff. The OK Ballers. It's a, we've never been on a team like this. It's always either been Sayre or Elk City. This time, But this team, you know, it's a pretty cool idea. There's no, there's no practicing because everybody's from somewhere else, right? So it's not like one of those travel teams where you meet and practice and all that. Basically, it's everybody's from somewhere – and just kind of get together on the weekend and play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just I mean, just get some reps in. Show I up, like and, it. show up, and play a little bit. And yeah. uh, there's there's Woodward, there's Moreland, there's Arapahoe, here, Canute, Mangum. Maybe leaving somewhere out. Alva. Wow. Yeah, it's that this team has been. They've played for a, a number of years, but it's the first time that Wyatt's been on played with them. Oh, well, okay. Played against them. Uh, I know it's like a situation where hey, go find somebody to catch with, and you have to go introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Wyatt. <laughs> it was hi. Want to play catch? A little bit like that, <laughs> I think. On uh, maybe not, maybe more so for the parents than the kids, yeah. because they all kind of you know how that goes. They all kind of know each other, well, played against each other. Yeah, and then in the way social media works, I'm sure there's a. I don't know how if you're letting Wyatt be on social media, but I found I've seen that there are more more i don't know in communication with each other from other towns and oh yeah feels like they're friends anyways i know wasn't like that with us growing up no. you only saw the people from the other town when you played against them yeah and hated your guts <laughs> yeah. well yeah there's that you're from where <laughs> i can't yeah yeah i can't even talk that to you. still lingers like to this day it's like you, <clears throat> you meet somebody where are you from when did you graduate oh yeah i played against you yeah. Now they're now they're all buddy buddy. No, thank you. <laughs> no, but it, no, it was a blast. Uh, that there, it was a good brand of baseball out there uh, for for those boys. Well, good. Took home a, a ring. Notice y'all got two rings in your household. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. I'm proud of those girls. Proud. Both of them had to come through the losers bracket. And- that there's something about it. they've done that more than once it's just like they like to play a lot of games in one yeah. day yeah how about you stop it yeah my feet would appreciate yeah. it my goodness when it's standing out there oh man when so we don't have to stay here all day <laughs> no, that's good they avenge some losses and that's that's always fun not not for the sake of revenge just to see them bounce back mentally and and you know what i mean you can you can lose to a team then see you have to play them again go oh well that was the team that beat us and they were both teams didn't you and you both responded well very proud of them. And it was a good tournament. I saw some teams that you don't normally see. That's what I like playing about these tournaments. They're not the same league teams right, you play right. all the time. He plays some. And the whole idea for me in the fall is this is no disrespect to anybody that thinks otherwise, but it's a big practice season, it, you know, it's to get ready for, for the spring and summer. So as many reps as we can get in and as many games we get in in about a month's time I think is very valuable. And it looks like tonight we might get rained out, so I'm kind of glad we got about eight games in this week. <clears throat> yeah, good job, girls, by losing. That way we got more games in <laughs> from the yeah. loser's bracket. More Since at bats, not, more pitches. not be able to play yeah. tonight. All of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Good, good thinking. Yeah, that's, that's, playing, and, that's playing chess and not checkers right there. Yeah, and talking with all the coaches this morning, we're all like, Man, I really hope it rains tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is nine eleven, and I know we do this every year, but uh, just kind of go back. It was twenty two years ago, and and 
what what was that day like for you? You're still in high school, weren't you? Yeah, I was senior in high, in high school. school. Uh, yeah, senior year. Yes, um, I was in band. Yes, I was a band. Uh, you know, I, I think people say when they, I can say this. Can you call yourself a band nerd because you were in band? People embrace (laughs) people who were in band. They go, "Yeah, I was a band nerd." Um, And we have, uh, you know, practice in the morning. Even before eight a.m., you Mm -hmm. have to go and you know practice and rehearse or whatever. And we were out there. So, and this is before obviously smartphones and I mean, barely anybody had a Nokia brick phone in their pocket at that time. So when all that was going down in New York City, we were clueless because we were outside practicing and when we went in it wasn't until we got in and go to second period walking through the halls and we noticed everybody was in the library which is typically where all the school's t big tv is right in the in the library and i'm like what is going on i remember looking in on the tv and my first thought was and i saw the saw the smoke and the and the world trade center and everything and i thought there was just a i thought was everyone watching a documentary of the was a 1993 yeah. attempted attack, or it was an attack. Uh, at that time, uh, they, a bomb detonated in the basement, I guess, and parking garage, and it didn't. And then I kind of pieced it together. I was like, well, back then, that was like in the winter, and it was hazy gray sky and everything. That looks, I mean, it was blue sky, and, and then you saw up in the corner, which made my heart sink, it said live. Yeah. <clears throat> and I thought, that is real. And and we all just kind of stopped. That's, that day was weird because – we went on as usual. We went to class and at every hour and all that, but you kept hearing all the rumors floating around. Like, uh, there's another plane hit and the Pentagon. They're now, they are saying there's more planes out there that are taking over. They don't even know where they're at. And mm-hmm. I mean, the rumors and I mean, it was scary. It was even out in Western Oklahoma. You didn't really know what was going on and what was coming next and everything. And then, then you know, just as soon as you got home, and I remember getting home and I'm calling my dad, calling my mom. Like, just to hear them, you know, like, you guys are right? You good? I mean, we okay? Are we all, are we all, and, you know, you just want to hear your mom and dad at the time and scary stuff and day you'll never forget and changed our lives. I mean, from that day on, I mean, everything changed. Every, almost everything, how we did it, you know, um, obviously from air travel and, and all kinds of stuff. I mean, just there's pre 9-11 and post 9-11. It's a common phrase we always use. So uh, it's a day that we'll always remember. I mean, it was our our generation's uh, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, in a sense. So that yeah, but that that was my senior year, which um, a little selfish kind of mess. Like that's you know that's what everyone remembers about that. You know, that was our senior year. What oh, what was the biggest thing that happened your senior year? Nine eh, eleven. You know, not really fun to say, but um, yeah, it's a day. This is a day. I mean, I flew my flag. Went out first thing this morning. Put my flag up. And uh, and it's uh, we call it Patriot Day over at Canute. Everyone's wearing red, white, and blue. So, um, so you never forget it. How about you? What, what were you doing? Yeah, about to go to class at Swass Tuesday morning. I think I had a like a nine thirty or nine, whatever it was. And yeah, I woke up. My roommate was had an earlier class, but he wasn't. He was there. I'm like, what are you doing? And just like didn't even say anything, just staring at the TV, right? Mm. So we looked. I started watching it, and it's just like, what is going on? Like it, there, it, the, it was chaos there at first, yeah. <clears throat> but then, as it was kind of, then you actually saw the next one hit live, 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then it was fully apparent what was going on. Is you know in the early you know when when the nobody really knew like did was this on you know did, what happened right and then you see the second one hit and you go that's on purpose clearly you know because mm-hmm. it, it, you know in the early the very early stages of that and it wasn't a ton of time in between just enough to like where like you start seeing live pictures of it nobody really knows what's happening then bam there it is again that you know here comes and and you clearly know that there's a, a giant attack I. You know, everybody's kind of got the same, the same type of story in a, in a way. As far as that, more you know, mm-hmm. and you mentioned air travel because the thing that stuck with me more than anything else was so that obviously September, January of twenty twenty two or two thousand and two, we go out to a couple of us college. We go out to the the Bob Hope golf tournament in Palm Springs. Fly fly out there. Yeah. And that's the, you know, even though it was a few months later, but that feeling of getting on and, 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 and quite honestly looking around like, who could it be? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, just yeah. who, who could this, who who could be the one that, that it, it just made you more, I think, aware, at least at that time in my life it did. You know, 21 and you do whatever, but... It, it, that's the thing that stuck with me the most was like just the the nervousness of something that seemed so normal, right? And then it wasn't because of that. So you know. I I remember um, the summer before all that happened, I had gone on an international trip with a group to uh, to Europe, and going we switched or we in uh, to get. You know, to puddle hop over the Atlantic, we switched to Newark, mm-hmm. which is where I think one or all of them got on the plane, which was, and I rem- and if you've ever been to Newark, you know, it's across, I guess it's the river or, or bay or whatever, and you can see the New York City skyline. And mm-hmm. I thought that was cool saying, as close as I've ever been to New York City. Right. And I could see the New York skyline, the Twin Towers, all of it. And I thought, oh, that's cool, that's cool. And that was the summer before, just months before. Right. It was like in June. When when I flew, so I mean, and that's that was a little surreal for me when you start to hear, you know, okay, they got the planes here, they're you know, right. I was like, what? And there's all kinds of different. Same, and that's a massive airport, you know. Yeah. But still, it's just, it's surreal. And yeah, flying's just different, and uh, you know, and completely understand why the why the security has changed and everything. And that what you talked about, I I don't remember when I flew after. 9-11 but there always is always that but i have more honestly a more sense of security because of the changes yeah and how you board a plane you know you hear of uh air marshals and all that and you know the locked cockpits and all that stuff so well that's what crazy i was watching a program last night before the dallas game started and it was talking about or actually it was at halftime i flipped it over and it was talking about the the you there was literally a box next to the cockpit back then that anybody could access the key to open it up mm-hmm. you know it just if you if you knew it was there and like yeah. you know, most people didn't have any idea it was there right but you would just open up the like the mailbox and pick the key out and you know and, and how they the those guys the 
the bad guys had researched that and knew that. And that's, you know, because people think, how could you get in a cockpit like now? Well, they just opened up the box, took the key. Right. You know, it was just crazy. But uh, yeah, things I, have definitely changed I tell in that you regard the, for the better. When we flew back from our vacation this last summer, I'd tell you about what James tried to do. She, we're, we had the very front row mm-hmm. in the plane. And, you know, and they'd give you all the, okay, uh, you know, this is how you tighten your seatbelt. This is how you do this. The drink orders will come down. Da, da. Here's your emergency exits, all that stuff. And they say, if uh, you need to use your restroom, the restrooms are here and here. Please don't form a line. You know, so we're at that front line or front seat. And James thought it was the coolest thing to sit in the very front seat of the plane. It was southwest. We weren't flying first class. So put that away. And she was saying, Dad, I got to use the restroom. I got to pee. Okay. Well, the, guess what? There's the bathroom mm-hmm. right there. So, but I can you do it by yourself? You go, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. Because I can't stand there. I can't congregate. Right. I, I got to sit. Okay. Well, she gets up. First door she grabs the cockpit. cockpit. Like, no, oh, no, no, no. we're going to land in like Austin or something and have to deboard. Oh, I was like, no, 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 no. And the flight attendants, they were mm-hmm. good. They were good. Like, oh, let me help you, sweetie. You're right here. You know? I'm like, oh, don't, don't grab that door. Don't even touch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it was, it's surreal still to this day. I mean, on this year, the, the different programs that have come out now since then. And, you know, you start seeing more raw footage from that day, and it just, uh, it, it's always, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's always a different day. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yep. Always is. Taking a look at the Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick'em leaderboard. I am not beating anybody. I am tied at the bottom for people that have picked all the games. Right. Looks like Embry Bees. Is that Brandon? It's almost got to be, doesn't it? Has to be. Tied with webtickets.com. Man, I hope that's not some fishing site or something. (laughs) Nobody go to webtickets.com. We're not promoting this. So that's 14 and 6. That's pretty good picking. 7 and 3 each week. That's, uh, That's pretty solid. Dakota. A game back. Big Poppy. I didn't know we were this. I didn't know that we were quite this uh, famous. Had Big Poppy in the house. Denny. Another game back. Bunch of people we know. Coach Green, Coach Ham, Slade. Drew the cheating commish, according to some in our league. Wow. I mean, it was on the text line already. Just flat out, our commission is a cheater. Wow. Ouch. Ouchies. Oh, it's good stuff. There you are, 12 and 8. You're starting out much better than you did a year ago. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you kind of got yourself I'm not holding the my breath, ball. but I'm trying to get a good jump here. Yeah, a bunch of 12 and 8s. Gosh, you got to go to the next page before we find the end mm-hmm. of those. Anyhow, though, thanks, everybody, for playing. Keep on picking. And if you're like me, just keep on picking bad. You'll have a chance to win something, too. <laughs> Western Oklahoma Realty College pick people before property is the motto at Western Oklahoma Realty. Tyler, Robbie, all the gang down there. 225-6271 for all your real estate needs. All right, let's go back to Friday night, Jared. Over in Canadian, the Big Elks played 20 of the first half's 24 minutes pretty well. Trailed by two. 
after the second catch Geno touchdown run of the first half. Uh, 14-12, what, four and a half minutes, something like that. And then all of a sudden things just kind of the wheels fell off. This Canadian got a couple of touchdowns and then kicked a uh, field goal there with no time on the first half clock. And next thing you know, what was a really highly competitive game, almost even at that point felt out of reach with the way that the Canadian just exploded offensively uh, for those 17 points and four and a half minutes or whatever uh, to make it 31-12 at half. The Elks started the third quarter and marched it and took time, exactly what you'd want them to do, uh, even though you're down 19. You know, take time off the clock, but just unable to to get any points. And then, of course, Canadian comes right down and scores, and that's kind of uh, the end of of thinking about a comeback. Um, it's pretty crazy to say, giving up 45, that you felt like the defense played decent, but I, I really thought they played pretty decent. They did. They did the things that you have to do against that team. Got a couple of stops, forced a couple of turnovers. And at the end of the day, that's kind of all you can do, right? I mean, it's just to, you know, you got I think the, the part that was different this year than it was last year was when the Elks did create those stops, you know, at the goal line twice a year ago. They were able to capitalize offensively and not only capitalize, but also do it in a manner that was beneficial meaning then march it and not just you know there was one there was a couple of big plays but then there was a lot of just you know grind it out take time off the clock drives then ended up in points and i think that was the difference the other night is yeah you know when a couple of long drives didn't end up in points and quite frankly you got to keep on scoring to stay with those guys yeah, that's the thing. That offense, it's uh, hard to slow down, and, and Elk City did the best that they could to slow them down and <clears throat> create opportunities with the turnovers and everything. But, man, it's hard to slow down a team like Canadian with that offense. Uh, Cavalier, quarterback, Flowers, the, what do we call him, an H-back. Um, yeah, really end. just kind of a slot receiver yeah, right now. he did a lot of the, the receiving more than anything. Friday night he he was good those are two guys I expect to play at the next level to be quite on at any level you know whether that be division two juco maybe find their way to d1 they just seemed uh ready for that that's just it's just a tough ask for the big oaks but I I liked how it started um they gave Canadian the the biggest test that they've seen all season so far and the way they were acting was like all right well that might be the tough I mean they they, they expect to win every game obviously but I had this sense that they were kind of leery about Oak City coming because of what happened last year, knowing this is a tough team, um, more numbers in Canadian. Um, and I'm sure they had that one circled on the calendar for quite some time based on what happened last year. Nothing to hang their head about if you're Oak City, though. Uh, putting up uh, the points early like that, you know, just a few mental errors there at the end of the second half or in the first half going into the locker room uh, was, was costly. But – you know, you play these games to see where you're at, to see what you can work on. We'll have another one this week in the same vein of a great opponent. You're playing for a reason. It's, and I keep telling myself this, and I say it out loud to hear it, get ready for district play because Clinton's going to be good, Weatherford's going to be good, and it, it's detrimental. I mean, it's a must. It's You cannot we, – we have to – Get defend the district title 
the very least get second place. We want to host a playoff game. We want to keep that tradition going. So um, I love playing these games because of getting you ready for a tough district slate. So I'm happy. I mean, I know I'm not happy with the outcome, but I'm happy with the fight, if that makes sense. Yeah, just you, they're just one of those things. They're really good. I mean, that's a it's, team that's going to – You can't it, – it's hard to find fault when you're playing a team that good. Does that make sense? It yeah. It's not like we – Man, if we did two more things, we would have won the game. I don't know if you can say that. No, but, you can't. But I liked how they came out that third quarter and they put together that drive. I know it didn't result in points, but it was like, you know, they're figuring stuff out. And seeing what they were able to do against that Canadian team at times gave – I mean, actually, I was like, man, if we can do that against this team, we're going to have a lot of success in district. And And – Keep that in mind when we play next week or play this week. I mean, that's the hope when you play a team like that. You play Carl Albert this week that's just as good as anybody in Oklahoma. That when you do get into those district battles on the road at Clinton, here against Weatherford or whatever it might, else might be, you're able to kind of take something from, hey, we've been on the field with at least, if not better team already. You know, right. and, yeah, and that's what I'm trying to that's, say. Yeah, this, this is you know old hat. That's the idea anyway. Now whether or not it works, we'll see. It did a year ago uh, when when some, a couple when those two games kind of got kind of tight. That's uh, you know that that you, you can go back and and, and learn it, with success or with failure. You can go back and kind of pull that pull that back in the moment, and and maybe you. You fix something that that you messed up this time. And I'm with Jeremy on the text line. Um, hope we keep them on the schedule. Yeah, I I, you know, we we both kind of – I wish we would have asked Hunt that at halftime. Is this a series we'll see continue? But if not, I hope we find someone else as good. I like the scheduling like that. Yeah, I don't think – I, 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 I think really you can do. take Carl Albert off just because both teams, their district will go back to normal. Uh huh. You know that's the whole point of that. The only reason that game's being played is because both lost a district opponent this they, week. They needed a game and yeah. needed both need yes. And so, you know, and or I guess next week actually, first first game of district. Neither had an opponent after uh, Western Heights and Guyman went away um, last year. So that's why that's happening. And I, don't, I wouldn't imagine that one would continue. Uh, but uh, I think there, yeah, there could be a, a decent shot that 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 this one was, and it could go back to Pampa. I, eight I of mean, eleven. I, well, that's I, I eight of know. eleven years Elk City's played somebody from Texas, and you know the the Pampa, and and then of course this week, uh, this last couple of years with Canadian as well. So that's something that uh, has kind of become a little bit of a of a staple on the the non district schedule for Elk City over in Clinton. Uh, that that score shocked me. Not that it was close, but what the score was. I did not yeah. see. I mean, Clinton historians, they're out there. Is that the most points anybody's ever put up in the Tornado Bowl against a Clinton defense? 50? That, that's probably safe to say without looking it up. You know, there was a game... Oh, there was a game a few years back. I can actually look it up. Um, but I think it was like, I mean, there was like a 70-something. Well, there was, there was an Elk City, City game. game. Yeah, but I don't think they didn't get to 50. 
It was I'll, a I'll, back and forth. Yeah, it was. I think it was only. It was. It was Texas Tech OU before that game happened. It felt like. Yeah, but it, I still think it was only like forty something to yeah. high thirty. Well, the high school. Uh, yeah, it just seemed like they were just whipping it all over the yard. Both teams were. But yeah, I think. Well, listen. Well, I'm to be honest with you. After seeing the offense that Clinton put up against McGinnis or put out there against McGinnis and they could not score, I thought they're going to have a horrible, horrible, very hard time scoring against Heritage Hall if that's all they can do against McGinnis because I think Heritage Hall is better than McGinnis. And then they go and put up 45. Yeah. 40 or 45? 43. 43, 43, 50 to 43, right? Yeah. Yeah, here it's 44-36 was that year, back in 2015. So – I guess there's some storylines from that game as um, Heritage Hall's Bass took a hard hit, was out for most of the second quarter. Yeah. And there was question of uh, he might have a concussion, he might not come back. I guess he did come back in the second half and became a shootout from there. Have you seen the video of Collins' run? Mm-mm. Uh, Sports Center esque. Yeah, Bass didn't play the second quarter. Was fifteen to twenty for three sixty five and five touchdown passes. Ran it four times for one hundred eight and two touchdown I got runs. A message seven total. from our from our Clinton guy uh, that night. He said Bass is the real deal. It's the real deal. That's yeah, pretty awesome. But uh, Collins so had I, over two seventy on the ground. You know he's had two big games and then kind of nowhere. Of course, when you don't score. Against McGinnis, nobody's going to have a very good night at all. But, you know, that's kind of odd the way that's worked out. Uh, but they they put up a heck of a fight and scored that many so points. So how do you walk – if you're Clinton, do you walk away encouraged because you took the number one team in 3A to the wire or discouraged because you gave it 50? Both. I mean, uh, is it in the same vein of how we approach Canadian? Like, no. You know, like, no. It's it's – getting us ready for district or how how no because it's mixed mixed emotions there isn't it not to me because here's here's my thing about there and this is this this is totally respect for what clinton is clinton football does not have moral victories they have wins or loss you know what i'm saying that 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 program is way too proud and way too much tradition tradition to me, to even think of that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know that they don't they don't measure it, I, and I get what you're saying because of, of what maybe people expected coming in, especially coming off of the of, of the game the week before. But you know what? It happened last year too. You know, McGinnis kind of ran through Clinton at McGinnis, and then the next thing you know, they turned around and, and beat down Heritage Hall. Yeah. And so maybe we. Maybe we should have thought, kind of seen that coming a little Maybe bit more than what we did. Yeah, Harry, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just a better matchup for but him. But then, I mean, keep in mind, I mean, McGinnis 5A, Clinton 4A, Heritage Hall 3A, about to be 4A. But mm-hmm. still, there's always that, I think, sometimes. Sometimes a larger class school might have a little bit more success against a smaller class. And, uh, I, and I would imagine both years, practice last week over there, wasn't all that much fun. You know, coming off of those two McGinnis losses ahead of playing Heritage Hall, I bet I wasn't all that much yeah. fun. Uh, told that Collins was out against McGinnis. That's that makes sense then. That makes a lot of sense yeah. why they can really move the ball. Well, this kid might be really good. You know, they they got they, uh, Hill had over a hundred yards, and I think Hester was around ninety, maybe eighty, if I remember right. 
Uh, but that yeah, that makes total sense because the dude has gone over 200 both times he's been on the field yeah. so far this year, and, and yeah, he's definitely. Um, they're, they're, they've got a bunch of they've got four of them that'll run it, you know, like kind of a four headed monster. But it sure seems like Collins is the kind of the head of the snake, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Weatherford, what man? It seemed like they were behind every time we looked at that score on Friday night up at El Reno. Uh, what most people that have seen El Reno think I mean they're clearly improved from what we saw from scrimmage one year to scrimmage this year. Uh, but they come back and they win that game 28-26. Uh, big win, I think, uh, for, for Weatherford to be able to, to defeat a, you know, a higher-class team on the road and, and to come back and do it. And so that's, that's more of the Weatherford team than I think everybody thought we were going to see coming into the season. Yeah, now they got a tough one this week against Elgin. Um, coming to town, Elgin, we, we're you know, who did they play? They they you know they the second year in five A had some question about how that transition would be for the Owls and so far so good. They had a successful year last year. I believe they made the playoffs. Yeah, they did. This year, beat Anadarko seventy six to zero. Last week they beat Cash fifty five to six. Yeah, uh, you talk about high octane offense and maybe a better defense. So that's be a tough test for Weatherford, but that's a good win at El Reno. Like no doubt. We said we 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 saw those athletes in person. We in a kind of transition when they beat uh, Chickasha, we, that that kind of reaffirmed how what we thought about El Reno. And I was uh, uh, really worried about Weatherford going over there to El Reno. That's uh, a hostile place to play in, and they they weathered it and got it. So good job, Eagles. Now they got a. Now they got a. They need a name for this Eagles versus Owls, like the Feather Bowl or something. What do you call that? Not, I think this one could be fun. Yeah, it's it could be fun. Elgin's crazy because the last year they were in four A one. You kind of looked and went, "What's happening, Elgin?" Look, yeah, doesn't look like a lot of future there either. No, and now you know make the step up in class, immediately make the playoffs, and it looked like they're going to be right back there again this year. It's kind of weird uh, how that worked out. Uh, down there at Elgin. Um, Hollis took their first loss down at Velma Alma. That was a game that they were able to win last year, 8-6. to six. Uh, Not the case this time, 56-6. to six. Velma Alma uh, ends up putting it on the Hollis Tigers. And then what else? Uh, Carl Albert, the, the game of the – the biggest game of the state, number one in 5A versus number one in, in uh, 6A2. They avenge a loss last year to Muskogee, 43-20. to 20. And, of course, they'll be out here – on Friday night, uh, one of the more talented teams that's uh, that's ever stepped foot on Big Elk Stadium's field uh, will be this Friday. Uh, a monumental task, obviously, uh, for the Big Elks. And then, uh, did that w- – let me see. Did the Backyard Bowl end up – it did. Oh. Jinx beat Union 31-24. to Crazy. It's just shocking the way that Jinx had looked to start and Union had looked to start. And I just that, – that literally just tells you that that – You never know. You, you, this is such a cliche, but it's – cliche because it's true you can throw out the records when those two teams play yeah a lot of rivalries go that way uh college football this weekend oklahoma state goes out to the arizona desert gets a win uh 27 to 15 over the sun devils uh they had to come back to do it got behind early you know it's just oklahoma state's defense i think more of what you thought it was going to be going into the season this week and the running game got going in the second half and that makes the quarterback's job so much so much easier. But I, I was listening on the way in, 
uh, to the OSU practice report, and I'm exactly like what Spinozzi asked. Have you ever been in a situation where there's a clear quarterback battle going into the year, you see two games, and you're even more confused now than you were to start? I just don't. There's I don't just, know. I don't either. How long can this last? How long can the three-quarterback rotation last? Until they lose. And he has to settle. I don't know. I, he's going to – Gundy's going to keep leaning on if, – if they keep winning. I know it's only been two games in this scenario, but if they keep winning with rotating quarterbacks, he, he's going to be that smartest guy in the room attitude and go, see, this is working, but it can't last. You have to pick a guy. I don't think there's any chance he wants to keep doing this. I just don't think he has – no one's standing no out one's, for him. Well, and no one, not even them. We talked about this on Friday. It's not even no one's standing out for them. No one's standing out for the team either. You know, the, the, the players haven't been shown who it should be yet by the play of one of those guys. And yeah. so, boy, it just seems like a total mess. But, you know, this, this could be a lot like what we saw two years ago. They went to Boise. Struggled around, got the win, and next thing you know, that catapults them into a team that's playing for the Big 12 title. And it was defense. And I think that's the one the one thing I think you could probably hang your hat on for an Oklahoma State fan is that defense is going to be – that defense is good. It just it, – it's amazing in the, in, you know, how, how different – that program feels than it did just a few years back. Going from from all offense to no defense, and now it almost feels like it has completely flipped a 180 to where it's defense, 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 and just enough offense to get it done. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to me, that, that it's from two places, the offensive line and the quarterback. Those things are, are lacking from what they were back in the, you know, the Whedons and then all the way up to Mason Rudolph and the high-flying offenses, they could do both. They could run it, they could throw it, they could do whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, basically, on offense. And now it doesn't. It just seems like it's such a struggle slogging around there. Are are we to expect more 930 games now that Arizona and Arizona State, BYU in the conference, Utah coming in the conference? Are we, or can we expect more of that or maybe a little bit earlier? Because I could barely make it through that game. I don't think there's going to be that many. I don't. <laughs> I hope not. I might be showing my age, but I'd prefer them a little earlier. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna. I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know what? I you know how far I made it when Arizona State converted that two point conversion and made it what fifteen seven or something like that. Something, yeah. And I said I can't do it. I could not stay. I I said I'll watch the highlights in the morning. <laughs> it's so late. So I don't think it's going to be a thing. Uh, I mean, maybe one a year, but it's not like every game is going to be that way. It's just not going to. Because you don't have it's just not. I don't think. I'm just wishfully talking it into existence that it's it's not a thing. I don't think it's going to be a thing. It's be more of a central thing for everybody, more convenient for everybody. I think that's what it would be. Um, in Norman, Oklahoma's offense not very. But good. <clears throat> on my final thought on that though, the Arizonas might say we want night games. It's cooler. Yeah, that's true. No, it may be, but there's there's enough teams in the conference to where. They can rotate. It doesn't have to be the same team sure. every time. Yeah, yeah. somebody might, might be playing. Right. And it's not going to be Oklahoma State every time. Yeah. Uh, you know, in Norman, Oklahoma wins twenty-eight to eleven. 
offense not very good. Um, It was clear that SMU was not going to let Oklahoma throw it just down the field, made everything short, made Oklahoma stay patient. Uh, 28 points. Fourth quarter, the one positive that I think – that I glean out of Oklahoma's performance, I think they lose that game last year. Yeah. They're, they're Watching, uh, following that game, couldn't watch it. I was at the fields, but following it on my phone and then seeing when SMU uh, scored in the fourth, and I thought, here it comes again. Here comes that loss again in the fourth quarter. And um, you're right. And, that, and that's exactly what I thought was when they – uh, were able to respond, get a three and out, get another score, pretty much ice it. And I thought that's a game they lose last year. That is a game they lose last year. So that that's the positive I'm taking away from it. Yeah, immediately responded with a touchdown, then got a, a stop on fourth down. Um, one guy that people wanted to see, and his recruiting rankings showed that he could make plays, and uh, his play on the field is showing he can make plays, and that's Bowen. Peyton Bowen is a dude that you just flat out haven't seen roaming the secondary in Norman for a long, long time. A guy that's in he his, the, did he, he block the punt? Yeah, he blocked the he punt, blocked and then the he punt. and then he on the fourth down, he's the one that knocked the ball away. Yeah, right. There in the fourth quarter that led to the the game clinching touchdown. Um, that dude is he's just a different cat, and that that's the type of guys that you're going to have to see moving forward into the SEC or are you what do you mean I mean who can't beat an SEC team everybody in the country is oh wow I'm serious <laughs> yeah that's true they didn't ask really... the ask the ACC how good the SEC is they'll yeah. go well uh let's see what are we four or five and one not too tough so far how about Texas obviously team of the week right Everybody's gonna, darling, yeah. No, they were awesome. That fourth quarter was great. They yeah. were awesome. And here's the thing that you noticed about that team. They were not overmatched in the trenches. No. At all. Uh, Ewers, Ewers was good. He's he's making that next step. Does that make, not super, <clears throat> like, but he's doing what I expect him to do in a year two of a, in a starting room. Mm-hmm. In I know hostile. it's two games, but he's in a hostile environment. That's mm-hmm. that's what it reminded me of OU at Ohio State. Yeah, see, I got to, I was. It's funny you say Ohio State because I was thinking back to two thousand and five, Texas going to Ohio State oh, yeah. with yep. Vince and then making the play at the end with Lima Swede and winning that game mm-hmm. in the horseshoe and how that catapulted them clear to the national title. That that's that's one of those types of games uh, to me, and Texas was awesome and. Listen, we all we all sit around here and oh, you hear the preseason hype. They're back. They're back. Da 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 da. That's that's the best win by anybody so far. It is. And week, it is week two, but it is the best win. Yes, Having, and it's going to remain it, that way for it, a while. Yeah, but I've but we've seen these early games, week one, week two, where these marquee matchups like this one. Texas gets that win. Everyone's putting whoa, whoa, whoa! Look at them. They're, they're contenders. They're good. They're, they beat Alabama. Well, what if Alabama goes and loses to LSU? What well, if they go and lose a they, couple more? I don't they, care. People go, oh well, you know, Alabama really wasn't that good in hindsight. Well, it's they're Alabama. Okay. It's still Alabama, though. There's, it's Alabama. Yeah. That, that's winning in Tuscaloosa 
No one's done it. Yeah, no one just walks in there and wins. Uh, Non-conference, no one since Saban's first year. Louisiana Monroe. That's the last time he they, they lost a non-conference game at home. That was 2007. I mean, it, listen, we can pick apart Alabama. Milrow is not a good quarterback. He's just not. Not yet. But it's still winning in Tuscaloosa. Winning that game on Bryant-Denny Stadium on that field. That's an incredible accomplishment. And Texas deserves all the kudos that they're going to be getting until they lose, probably. Uh, you know, that's that's a hell of a win by Texas. It's something that they haven't done in a long time. A game that mattered to both. I mean, you can say the Georgia Sugar Bowl. Yeah, it was. there's always that built-in, well, they weren't going to play for the title. And, uh, nah, nah. This is the second game of the year in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Everybody's got everything to play for. Yeah, nothing. And they went down there and won. Yeah, and, no, and, ex- what, yeah, no excuses for Alabama. looked yeah. like the better team. Yeah. And then Colorado, I really thought that was a bad spot for them. I didn't. And they, it, it took a while, but by the end of it, they just rolled up Nebraska. And so Colorado, they're kind of the, they're they're the second team of the week. And boy, they're, you're, I'm telling you right now, you're going to see them. Oh yeah, you're going to see them. They're game day heading there this week. Huh. Big noon kickoff was there. I mean, you're going to see Colorado. Who do they got? Colorado State. <laughs> But that's the, the allure. That? That's the allure of prime, is that folks. The best? No, yeah, it's not the best, it's but that doesn't make a damn. It's, it's, pr- it's prime. prime. It's Colorado and it's prime. That's, They're going to have like a mini game day set at every game, or you know. That's it. You and hey, let's check in over there and you better Boulder. take advantage. The deal is, you got to take advantage <laughs> of it while it's still hot, because after this, it gets serious. Colorado State this week. Then you go to Eugene. Then you got SC. Back-to-back weeks. So, ride the hot Colorado before they're 3-2. and two. See if there's any other options. It doesn't. There, it, is. there, it there isn't. But I'm saying, could they not have waited till one of those games? No, because you got to catch them while they're hot. They want to go to Boulder is what they want to do. Well, and they're yeah. probably anticipating them losing at Oregon. Of course they are. Yeah. That's why you got to strike while the iron's hot. Yep. Uh, last thing, and this is, this is going to be a subject that it's hard to talk about, maybe. What do you think about what happened after the game in Norman? Man, I you got to be if you're an OU fan, you got to be careful what you say or you will look like a hypocrite. If you defended Joe Mixon playing and being on that field and be invited back. Right. Hey, listen, nobody wants to hear this either. But are there a whole bunch of people that would let Barry Switzer walk on that field too? It's the same thing. Yeah, it's in the same I vein. I mean, the only re- <laughs> Now, here's my competitiveness coming out. I thought, wait a minute. What, what info is he getting on OU? And is he going to relay it to his son? He lives in Italy. Huh? He lives in Italy. <laughs> who who Bryles does? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought <laughs> he was doing t- But phones don't work in Italy. You know, uh, uh, his son's the OC at TCU, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the. I was like, oh, is he a spy? Is it? But. Yeah, again, you got if you defended Joe Mixon, if you defended any transgressions that happened uh, with past players and invited them back or coaches, then I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we and and I I get upset at cancel culture because I was I was raised on forgiveness 
And I'm not saying I'm not defending Art Bryles. Please make let me be clear. But when do we, you know, as human beings, just forgive? Like, you know, he's done his, he's been through the ringer and has done. His, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I. Well, so well, and here here is the another thing. Every, every <clears throat> no one really knows. There's how, a, how much he knew. Correct. Yeah. To this point, and I'm the same way. I'm not, but it, it, it's automatically assumed because of the way the story was reported initially down there that he was like Bud Kilmer in Varsity Blues and was the, the puppet master behind everything. As we've moved further away from that time, it appears a little bit more like he was the fall guy for the guys even above him that knew more about what was going on, but they tried to save their own skin and who was the most visible person mm-hmm. At Baylor at that time, it was Bryles, right. and that's not to defend him. That's just to say that you know everybody. There's there's a lot of nuance to all of this. If if I was any if I'm critical of Bryles, I'm not, and I'm with you. I'm not saying that he knew, but I I have an issue with. In the, at the time, was you had no control of your program. Oh yeah, it, it was you have as a head coach. You're the guy that has to know the ins and outs of your program. That's right. And in it appears he didn't. Now, what did he know? We don't know what he knew. We well, think you know. Here's it, what we do know: there was a bunch of bad dudes that he let play football at Baylor. Yeah, yeah. a bunch of bad dudes. Yeah. And that that and is on come, him. How come does we just talked about Florida a couple weeks ago? Urban Meyer had a bunch of bad dudes on his team. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get that treatment like Bryles does. If Urban Miles show, uh, Meyer shows up on Andy's one sideline, are they freaking out and calling for firings? And No. You see what I'm saying? I do. I do. And it's just – it would have been – to me, it's one thing if you've got him down there hanging out with Toby throughout the game. Mm-hmm. That's not what was happening. He was with family. Well, and he wasn't on the sideline during the game. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it was after. It'd be different if it was, yeah, if he, oh, JR and him are hanging out right behind the coaches. Like you yeah, see yeah, <laughs> like yeah. during the game, like you see. This was yeah. completely after the game. Nobody would have even known it if Parker Thune wouldn't have taken a picture of him. Yeah. Now, and, you know, people are mad that he had on OU stuff. And, and we don't. Did he buy a ticket? Did he? Was he just with Lebby? All that. I have zero problem with what levy said after the game which was family he's my family he's the he's the grandfather to my two kids no i got no problem with that i don't i don't have any problem with that that part of it what levy can learn from this is you might want to run this stuff by your your boss well here's the problem i'm afraid they did that's why everybody is up in arms on the ou side did no i i don't think venable i think castiglione i think they both some sort of before he was hired, this is our expectation. Yeah. And if that was that he can't come down on the field, that's mm-hmm. on Levy. But at the same time, if if it, it does it not here's what it feels like to me. They were gonna sweep it they, 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 no one was gonna say a word 
until, about anything until the, picture, until went the picture went viral. Yeah. And then it almost feels like they already had these statements prepared yeah. for when that was possibly right. going to happen. Yeah. But if, but if my, my thing about it is this, if you're going to get this up in arms about a guy just walking down and talking to his son-in-law on the field, don't hire him in the first place. That's true. Don't hire him in the he first place. You knew the place. baggage you were getting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely you did. And so if that's if that's the reaction that's going to happen to – I mean, this is as innocuous as it gets, just coming down and, and hanging out after the game is over, then that, that maybe that hire shouldn't happen in the first place if that's the way that – you know, and if I'm Levy – Unless there is some sort of ironclad something he signed that we don't know about saying that this would never happen, I'm pretty pissed at the way it was handled outside after you know after that game and I can't here in about an hour they meet he meets with the media he and Ted roof like eleven thirty I think is the time and you know this is gonna have more and more. And it feels like he's doubled down. Did you see the picture that he changed on Instagram? No. I'm not on Instagram. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's doubling down. I can tell you that. Wrapping it up on a Monday with some more happy news, Jared. Maybe we're not quite as dumb as some of our listeners thought we were. Yeah. After last night's beatdown, of the New York Giants are both picking Dallas to make it to the Super Bowl. Looking a little bit better. Well, tell you what, defense wins championships. Isn't that the saying everyone leans on? Mm-hmm. And I think they got a defense at a Super Bowl caliber. And I think they have an offense that is good enough to get there too. I'm not saying great, but I think they have a good enough offense to score – they got obviously a great defense to stop someone else from scoring. Yeah, they look they look really good, really good. I think the secret. I mean, it's it's easy to say this now, but I, I, we've been saying it. I've been saying it. Is if if you can play the style of game that allows Dak to only have to throw it twenty five times instead of thirty five or forty times. Mm. Dallas is going to have to have a, have a chance to win a whole bunch of games because that defense is stupid good. Now the Giants, you know, boy, felt sorry for Daniel Jones. That poor guy had zero chance last night. It looked like the running of the Bulls. Every time they snapped it, it's like he was in Pamplona and trying yeah. to get the heck out of the way. Outside of, of that <laughs> first drive that ended with the blocked field goal, it, it, he looked like he was. That first drive, he was running with a purpose. That the rest were was he was running for his life. Yeah, and it was just, whew. man, good. So here's the question: Another team that looked really good uh, was the 49ers. And I may be wrong about Brock Purdy. Yeah, me too. I mean, his job is a lot easier than some of the others in the league just because of how good the offensive line is. He's got weapons galore. But I think the the question that I guess I would ask, are, are Dallas and San Francisco that good? Or did we overrate the Giants and the Steelers coming in? Or is it just overreaction Monday because it's week one of the NFL season? Absolutely it's that. 
Are we over? I'm not overreacting about Cincinnati losing. I'm, I'm. It's. I think the. I think San Francisco is good. That's not a knock on Pitt on Pittsburgh. I think San Francisco was just a better team. I think Brock Purdy. He he did a lot of really really good things, and um. But I I'm more of a marathon guy with him. When the season goes longer and longer and longer. Our defense going to be have more tape on this guy and knowing how to defend him, make other guys around, and he got a lot of guys around him that could beat you too. But I don't think um, it didn't shock me to see those outcomes. Just it, the it, way it, it went, yep. not that Dallas and, and San Francisco won those games, just how incompetent the other two teams looked <laughs> against what they were doing. Right. That's what was kind of yeah, shocking to me. Yeah. But you know. You, Pittsburgh was a lot of people's kind of darling in the AFC for sure to make the playoffs and maybe even, you know, be in that running in that division. And they looked a long ways away from that. I mean, Bears too, right? I I, I picked the Bears to win the the NFC Central just because I didn't really know what to expect. Jordan Love was good. You know, Detroit went into Kansas City and won, for goodness sakes. Minnesota, ouch. Here's the problem with Minnesota. And we're already seeing it. Week one, you can't just win every single close game ever like they did a year ago. You just can't. And uh, I'm sure that Jim's text line will be blowing up about because of who beat Minnesota and that Baker Mayfield was the quarterback of that team. He was okay. He made a, a heck of a run there at the end to, to get to first down that helped uh, run time off the clock. But I mean, he was nothing special, 21-34. But when, what he did was throw two, he threw two touchdowns and didn't turn the ball over. Whereas Kirk Cousins had it knocked loose twice, two fumbles lost, and also threw a pick. You know, that's, that's the tale of that game. I mean, Minnesota, Minnesota should have won, but they turned it over and didn't win. You know what I mean? And that's that's the, the, the NFL. That's the one always, always equalizer is turnovers. And that's what happened to the Vikings. Anything Boy, else? Philadelphia tried to do that, tried to blow it more than once. They held on and won. Boy, um, Cincinnati looked awful. They did not look good. I mean, it was in a brainstorm, I get it. But gosh, dang, man. They, Joe Burrow, highest, played, highest paid player in the history of the game. 14 to 31 for 82 yards. Give him a break. He was endorsing checks. <laughs> His hand was cramping. Give him I know a break. this. He'll be ready next week. Every time I've played against Jamar Chase in fantasy football, he scores about 25 points. I have him on my team and he gets eight. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Thanks a lot, Jamar and Joe. Uh, I think the Broncos are still a mess. I think they're a mess. See how they started that game? Onside kick. <laughs> I heard this earlier from uh, Rex Ryan this morning. And it made a good point. What message are you sending your team if you're coming out on an onside kick to start the game? Hey, guys, we're not good enough, so we're going to start the season with a gimmick play. See, I was going to say, let's just go out and roll. I don't mind it. You don't mind it? it won- I mean, let's let's be honest. An onside kick by that coach, surprise onside, won them a Super Bowl in New Orleans, if you remember that. Yeah, that's true. Against Indianapolis. I think it's I think it's cool. But I, I also understand what, what Rex is saying about the psyche. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean. But when you've just getting, been getting beat down like they were you a year gotta ago. you got to create mojo. I get something. it. I get it. But 
And if their kicker yeah. could kick, they'd have won. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Will Lutz. So you can tell which ones are on my fantasy football team. Missed a field goal and missed an extra point. And you get beat by a point. Speaking of kicking, Dallas will not have to miss that extra point. They're not going to have to worry about kicking a thing to score all those points. <laughs> he made the rest. <laughs> he did make the he rest. In the rain, the mind you. So Now, the NFL. It was, tonight should be fun, too. It was pretty interesting because it. You know who's awesome? Who's that? If he can, if he just can play the whole year, Miami is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you do. How many yards did Tua rack up? Four hundred and sixty-six. Yeah, that is definition awesome. Four sixty-six. Yeah, that division is gonna be really fun. Really AFC, fun. The AFC West. The only game they won was with two two teams from their division playing each other with the, the Raiders and Broncos. Chiefs lost. Chargers lost. But, man, it's just – I don't know what you do with when you've got Waddle and we've got, obviously, Tyreek Hill and Tua when he's, if he's back there. I mean, they can get it. And Brandon Staley – should be at the top of the first coach fired list as far as the odds. That dude is – he ain't doing Justin Herbert or the Chargers any favors. That dude is a bad coach. A bad coach. Tonight? You excited about tonight? Mm-hmm. I kind of am too. Yeah, a lot of storylines there. It's going to be cool. Kind of full circle here, here with the show. It's nine eleven. They're playing in New York. Yeah. you know they had a cool thing last night at MetLife, pregame stuff and the hats they wore. Um, so this went on nine eleven in New York and uh, and teams in the, two teams obviously with the Jets and the Bills in that region on that this night. But then of course you got Aaron Rodgers too in his debut. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I do too. I'm I'm excited about to see what what the Jets do look like, what that defense can do against Josh Allen. The Bills do feel like the forgotten good team. Yeah, no one's talking a lot about them. And that's exactly opposite of last year. Going into the year, a lot of people had them winning everything. That, that team isn't much different, right? I mean, they're, they're pretty good. Yep, They're pretty good. You're just excited about the Manning cast. I can't wait for the Manning cast. Who's it going to be? It's gonna be McAfee. Uh, that's what I. I, think I noticed they the had that. Bet. They had that Saturday. A little McAfee cast. Really? What yeah, game? Texas was it, Bama. Was it? Oh yeah. Down on the sidelines, yucking it up with McConaughey. Oh, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Everybody have a great Monday. Just try to stay dry. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.